Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Melanated Mom Podcast, where we keep ourselves as individuals, but we raise creative, innovative, and independent thinkers. Can't wait to meet you on the other side. Let's go. Hey, mamas, how you guys doing? I was supposed to be recording a podcast with someone this evening. I was actually going to be on someone else's show tonight, but she had to cancel on me due to a family emergency. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and record a solo episode anyway, since I had some some time set aside already to do podcasting this evening. The name of her podcast is The Roundtable Riot. I have not yet listened to her podcast. I plan to listen to some episodes, but if you have some free time after listening to my podcast, of course, go and listen to her because I'm going to go ahead and use the idea that she had for her podcast for my my podcast tonight. So, of course, I wanted to give her credit for it. Um, like I said, she's at the Roundtable Riot. And so um, what her podcast idea was that I'm now borrowing is um, don't call it a comeback. It's supposed to be your best comeback story. And so I have prepared for that. I have written my notes for it. If, in fact, she comes back to me, I will go on her podcast and do it as well. But I'm going to share it with you guys anyway, because I thought, oh, this is interesting. So something that the people that I talk to may want to listen to as well. So my comeback story is related to guests, motherhood. Everything in my life pretty much is centered around motherhood. Uh, I've been doing it for so long, so I guess that's why I have so many stories connected to it. Uh, I started my mommyhood journey when I was 21 and I ended and what I mean by ended is had my last baby at 40. So that is a pretty good span of my life that I've been in the motherhood game. So I knew that it was a desire of mine to always be married. Now, who that person was going to be, obviously it did not work out with um my son's father in the beginning which was a blessing he's a great person um I'm still able to get along with him and his wife today but we were not meant to be so that probably would end it terribly so um the best thing happened you know they they were for each other and me and my husband are for each other so um Like I said, I always desired to be married and to have at least one more child. That was my desire in life as me and Sean were going through our lives. um, He turned five, he turned seven, he turned 10, he turned 12. And that desire still had not come to pass. Mm, That just spoke to my spirit right there to tell you something that Just because a desire does not come to pass when you think it's supposed to come to pass doesn't mean that it's never going to come to pass. God does everything in his own timing. So, you know, when you're sitting back for 15 years waiting for this thing to happen, you may begin to believe that it never will. I know I did. I just started to say, you know what? It might not happen. At one point, I think that I even started looking into adoption. I said if I wasn't married by a certain point and then... We didn't go the adoption route that me and Sean was going to get us a cool little two seater and we was going to ride this thing out. I mean, I had kind of lost hope in the 
idea that I would be married and I wasn't okay with it. But at the same time, it was like, what else can I really do about it? So I started to live my life. And when I started to live my life, I got married. (laughs) That's kind of how it goes. Like I was on hold. I was so sad. I was so broken because I wasn't married. And I'm not making light of that because I know that it's, it was a real feeling for me. So I know that it's a real feeling for somebody out there. But if I could give you any good advice, please live your life. As soon as I start living my life, I went back to school. I decided to get some more certifications in my um, career. I decided to start running and losing weight and doing all this different stuff. And then I got married. So some of that stuff did have to slow down um, because now, of course, I have two kids. But even when I didn't have two kids, there's more people for me to think about now. So there's a different way that I have to move around in life. So if you're single and you're not enjoying yourself, start today. It's a good time. Today is a good day to start. So um, one kid was the, was the goal. And if you listen to this podcast for any more than one episode, you know that I have two kids. So that happened and um, that was not like, a high point for me. <laughs> I had my last baby at 40 and um I was just in a really bad place. I think that I spoke to my husband even before we got pregnant and I was saying that, you know, I really think we need to be good with one and I remember speaking out and saying that I did not want to be pregnant when my son was a senior in high school. I said those words out of my mouth and then it happened. I was pregnant when he was a senior in high school. I was so tired all the time. Um, I just feel like it was kind of a blur to me. I missed a lot of stuff because I wasn't really in the game like I wanted to be. So it just put me in a bad place. It put me in a sad place and I just, I wasn't feeling it at all. And then after I had my baby, my little sweet baby girl that I love so much, um, I do believe that I was experiencing experiencing postpartum and um, it just went unchecked. I didn't check in on it or anything. And I also think that in that same time that I was perimenopausal, that I was starting menopause also. So all of that stuff coupled together did not put me in a really good place at all. It was actually a horrible place. And a lot of people that I knew didn't even know what a horrible place it was for me because I did not talk about it. I did not push my issues on other other people. I isolated a lot. I cried a lot, a lot. I thought about what it would be like if I could just leave. And when I mean leave, I mean like just not do life anymore. I was just really sad all the time. And um, sometimes I think that if my kids would not have been the driving force for me, that I may not have made it. And that sounds backwards because if I didn't have the kids, I might not have been having that problem. So it was it was a hard place for me. And so then I just thought that I could just will myself into a better place. And 
<clears throat> that's dangerous. I don't um, condone that at all. I don't think that anybody should try to do that because willing yourself into a better place just does not work. I prayed a lot. Uh, I believe that God was the one that delivered me and got me through, but I also should have gotten some real help. Like I probably should have gone and got some therapy. (laughs) I probably should have been on an antidepressant because it was seriously that bad. But um, of course, like being in a little bit of denial and embarrassment, which there's really no reason to be embarrassed about dealing with um, mental health issues or with having postpartum depression or going through menopause. But to me, it felt like it was other things. So it made me feel like I was crazy. I felt like I was going crazy. And I didn't want to admit that to anybody else. So going to therapy or getting on medication or saying out loud to people that I don't want to do life anymore would have been admitting to me in some way that I was crazy. And I don't even like using the word crazy. I hate when people call other people crazy because we all have our struggles. We all go through things and the way that we deal with them or not deal with them doesn't make us any different than anybody else. Sometimes someone just needs a little bit more help. So again, my advice to you is if you are in a dark place or there is something that you really think that you need help with, please reach out to other people. Get therapy. Talk to people who have been trained to help you and that um, are not biased either way with whatever you're going through. And I think it could be really useful to so many people in the black community. We shy away from therapy a lot. I think that we are finally getting it where it doesn't make us weak to ask for help. And so I do advise people to ask for help. And now in my life, if I'm like struggling or going through something, I still have to push myself into places where I ask for help. But I I try to push myself out there because suffering and isolation doesn't help at all either. So, um... As far as a support system, like I've always had a huge support system in my family. My parents are the best. They've always been um, very supportive when I was a young mom and still very supportive and helpful now um, to me and my husband uh, as far as like helping drop the kids off at school or if we need to have them watch the kids for anything. They're always helpful, but I am the person and I just admitted this kind of to my mom today. It's like... I don't like to pass my responsibility on to anyone else. I'm not good at asking people to do stuff for me. So I um, a lot of times don't accept the help, I guess, which is not always a good thing. I mean, we need to be in places where we accept help from people, too, because we cannot do it all. But um yeah, that was a thing. I I would I wanted I wouldn't accept much help from people and there was just times that I actually needed help. So, you know, I needed somebody to take a baby from me or I needed someone to let me lay down for a little while or I needed somebody to give somebody a bath. And if you have people like that around you who are asking you what they can do for you 
and you are in a bad place, I say that you should take it, you know. Even if it feels hard to do that, sometimes we have to take off our superwoman cape and be okay with letting other people do things for us. I am speaking to myself in that as well because it is challenging for me to allow other people to do things for me. Sometimes asking for help requires dying to self because I'm realizing that the lack of being able to ask for help is pride. And we shouldn't be built up on pride. Um, This is kind of what this whole podcast is about for me, is about community, about doing mom life together, because actually we need each other a lot more than we want to or are willing to admit. So I had to die to self. I had to die to my old life, because every time I turned around, I was talking about my old life. Oh, when I didn't have um, two kids, when I didn't have a husband. Oh, before y'all got here, I was uh, my house was always clean. Before this happened, this always happened. Okay, well, girl, stop living in the past. That happened before then, and you're not going back to that. Like this is your new normal. This is your new reality. So die to the old way of life that you had for yourself before, and learn how to live in the newness of whatever it is the messy house, the not so organized schedule, the arguing with your husband about the littlest thing ever in life. That's life. That's the new normal now. So talking about it or dredging up old stuff is pointless. And it actually is selfish because I feel like it just makes other people feel bad. So am I the problem? You know, it's like, I don't ever say that in front of my kids, but I would say it to my husband all the time. And how is that fair to him? It's like, okay, so before you got here, before I got here, your life was perfect. In essence, that's what you're telling me. But I'm lying because it wasn't perfect. I can call up like three friends right now (laughs) that could tell you that I could call them crying every day because I wasn't married. So no, it was not perfect. And it's not fair to make other people feel like they are the cause of your problems. And so, like I said, I feel like this podcast was really born out of the need to have more community for myself. Like, I didn't make this for you guys. I'm glad you listened to me. I enjoy the fact that someone comes back to me and tells me that this podcast really did something for them. But I I need it, first of all, to do something creative. I'm just a creative person. But secondly, um, I felt like I wanted to give somebody what I wish that I had when I needed, like, to listen to somebody who didn't have it all together, who was even like, you know, I'm an older mom. So who was an older mom who was fighting this battle of being able to live a life that she used to live just to be an encourager and a cheerleader to other people. I actually needed that at a certain time and I wasn't able to find it anywhere. I went out searching for real life. Like a podcast is great. Um, A Facebook group is great, but I went out in real life searching for people who like were over 40 and had kids and I couldn't find nobody. I'm like, where are all the 40 over 40 people? 
if there's any over 40 people who listen to this podcast and you got kids like around five and seven years old, hit me up. We're going to be friends because I still need some over 40 friends who have kids. So, um, like I said, I wanted to be to other people what I needed when I was such in such a low place myself. Hey, mamas. Okay, so which one of you are ready to start a podcast? Don't raise your hand because I can't see you, but... I can tell you some of the amazing things that Anchor has to offer you in terms of making a podcast. First of all, Anchor is the easiest way that you could ever record your podcast. It's free. They have tons of creation tools for you to use right from your phone or your computer. They will also help you distribute your podcast so you have to do no extra legwork and it can be heard on places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and many other listening platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need all in one place. So if you're ready to get started, go download the Anchor app for free at anchor.fm. And guess what? I can't wait to hear your podcast. And I think I have said this before in podcast, um, in one of my 11 podcasts, I'm acting like I have so many that I can't remember what I said way back when, when I started making this podcast. <laughs> but I think I've said it in episodes before that essentially we need to learn how to give ourselves permission to, yes, love our kids, but also still find ways to be individuals. And I think that this podcast is allowing me to still be an individual. It's something that is nothing to do with my husband, nothing to do with my kids. It's only to do with me and what I enjoy doing. So we have to find those ways to still feed into the desire to be a human, not to be somebody's mom. You know, you go to school and they'd be like, hi, um, Emma's mom. I'll be like, okay, so you just lose all of your individuality. But we have to fight for it. It's not going to be easy. You're not, your kids are just not going to give you that time. The time is not going to just fit into your schedule. Like you have to carve out the time to do the things that you need to do. I think I was just saying on the last podcast, like over the last three weeks, I've carved out time two times in one week and one time in another week to be with people. Um, even if my kids had to come with me to some of that stuff and they could play with other kids, but it still carved out a time for me to be with other people who I could feel human with. And we all need that. So keep finding ways to be an individual. It's something that you never want to lose. I encourage you to do that and be out, um, around other moms and other couples too. Both of those things to allow you to see that you are not um, the only one going through things or not doing such a horrible job. I hate to say this, but have you ever been around that one couple? Like everybody knows that one couple you get around that you'd be like, oh, we ain't got no problems. <laughs> you gonna get around one group of people like that. Or you gonna get around somebody who got some kids and you gonna be like, oh, my kids, 
they kind of do a lot, but they don't do as much as them kids. You know, not that you want to be out comparing yourself to other people, but it does actually help help you see what's out there. Sometimes you think your kids are the only ones doing something and you look and you're like, oh, these kids doing the same thing. I don't know. Um, I know my friend Bianca listens to the podcast as well. And we just had an accidental meeting with her the other day out. We just saw them out. And I'm like, oh, her kids act just like my kids. And then she started talking about how things go in her house. I'd be like, girl, this sound like my house. Like, are you ta- Are you married to my husband? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I felt. Like, it's, we all have the same stuff. So allow yourself to be out around other people so you can feel normal. Otherwise, you just began to think that no one's life is like yours or you're the only one going through something. It's nothing new under the sun. Everybody then went through the stuff that you going through before. Your tragedy ain't no worse than nobody else's. Your kids ain't no more off the hook than nobody else's kids. Your marriage is no worse or probably no better than anybody else's marriage. So that is the message that I wanted to come to you with today. I hope that you guys have had a wonderful week. I pray that the week ahead will be just as great and we will talk soon. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Melanated Mom podcast. Let's stay connected. Read my blogs over at MelanatedMom.com. Stay connected with me on Facebook at Melanated-Mom, on IG at MelanatedMomPodcast, and my new Twitter account at MelanatedMom1. Talk to you soon.